get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 167 of the What Up, Though podcast. Yeah. Uh, third quarter just, in, just ended. Um, game three of the finals. Looking like LeBron is about to take another fucking L. <laughs> they ended the first quarter with the uh, with the lead, and then I don't know when they lost it, but they haven't had it. No, they ended, yeah, they ended the first quarter of the lead, and then I don't know where they lost it at, but... They I did it at halftime. Oh, did it? Oh, you know what? Yeah, it was okay. tired or somebody hit a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. But, and, but then they built up like a, a double-digit lead in the third. Oh, no. Was that, no, that might have been the second. I'll take that back. I mean, LeBron has to do miraculous things for them to even keep a one-point fucking lead. So, it's played 35 out of a possible 36 minutes so far. So, And I wonder what that one minute was. So why do you, why do you think there's this it's this big discussion on people, air quotes, hating the prime and people feeling the need to defend the prime? Like, wh- where do you think this comes from? Because I, I don't really, I never really seen this with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't recall in my lifetime seeing it with any other player. Like. I don't think I even seen it with Kobe like that. I think Kobe oh, oh, sort of no, way. What are you saying is it? Like the hate or the defense? Both. Okay. Both. Like, like it's just, I got to find it. It's just one, it's just one post that somebody did. I think it had to be like on Facebook or something. And it always gets circled, cir- circled through so- social media. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think it starts off some shit like, uh, um, his mom was a single parent, graduated with no troubles, uh, made all his money, got married, had a wife, no kids, no, I mean, no, three kids, no drama, made all this money, and blah, blah, blah. It, and it is, it is something like, it is something to the effect of, if you can't respect that, that's whack, or you're a whack or something. I gotta, I gotta find this post. It, but I see it all the fucking time when they're like talking about, like, his, off the court character, or all the other dumb shit is supposed to let me turn my phone on mute. Like that's supposed to be some kind of quantifier of not liking him or something like that. I don't know. I'm indifferent uh, about LeBron, so I don't totally love him and I don't fucking hate him. I mean, he, uh, he's by far one of the best players that I ever play. But I always see like both sides. I see strong people like you know that don't really like him. Then I see like strong this strong following of people who's trying to justify why he's a He's a good enough person to not be liked or whatever. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I think that I think that some people have a problem drawing a distinction between not liking somebody and not and, and thinking that they're not like not a good player. Like you can not like somebody and still acknowledge that they're a good player. And then I also think that that exist I think that dynamic exists in every era of basketball. It's just that I think that right now we're in a space where people firmly believe that the whole Jordan is the best thing is truly up for debate 
So the people who defend LeBron are going to be more more vehement about it. Because like back when Jordan was popping, there were plenty of people who didn't like him. And it was never like, oh, you should like Jordan because this, 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 and that. Because also, players' personal lives weren't as public as they are now. Like you find out things about Jordan now, but at the time, there was no social media. So it's not like everybody was privy to every little bit of information. So all it really boiled down to was like, is he good or not? And then now, and then also like, there's also the 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 piece that once somebody's gone, they're always looked at more favorably than they were at the time. Whether that's dead or in the case of Jordan, retired. Like at the time he was playing, yeah, he's, they were like, oh, he's the best player ever. He's the best player ever. And, you know, fine. But then once he was no longer playing... Then it was like, oh my god, this guy is just totally untouchable. This guy is the best, the best ever. And then whenever anyone else came along, it was like, well, we got to defend uh, either this player that we think is now on par, or or defend Jordan. And like, there's never been—I don't think there's ever been an argument that was Kobe is whack or LeBron is whack. It was always just like. I don't think he's better for this reason, or I don't like him. And you are perfectly entitled to not like somebody. I don't like any of them niggas. All three of them. I don't like none of them. Right, right. (laughs) But do I respect them? Yep. Every last one of them. Well, I take that back. My respect for for LeBron is not is not quite there. I respect him as a player, like, but not. I don't say as a person, like his personal life, but like, I don't like the fact that I feel like. I feel like he's a whiner. He flops a lot. And for somebody with the physical capabilities of his, like uh, at work today, somebody mentioned it. And I, I don't like to get into the to the LeBron Jordan discussion. <clears throat> but the person I was talking to said that they feel like Jordan could have played in the, I mean, LeBron could have played in the 80s. And I'm like, LeBron has the abilities to play in the 80s. Like he has the size and he has like the, the, the fucking power and bruteness to play it. But he flops too much. Like, he complains too much. He's, like, trying to draw fouls and falling all over the place. I still feel like in the hard fouling era of the 80s, he'd have been not so <laughs> not as uh, not as proficient as he is right now because he's too busy trying to get calls than trying to... to well, yeah, play. I think that's a lot. And, and, and not to... Not taking away the fact that he does it, but I think that's a lot of our just, like... Every every foul that happens, no one fouled the person, and every person that goes to the hole is always so called fouled and shit. I mean, I see it a lot more with LeBron, but yeah, I definitely think it's a generational thing. But I don't know why. For me, I just I've always fucking hated the the what if generation swap things. Like he didn't he didn't play in the fucking eighties. It's yeah. over. Like come on, man. Also with the two with the flopping thing, like to play devil's advocate to his credit. When you are a, a player of that caliber and you are just physically just a greater specimen than the people you are playing against, you never, ever, ever get the benefit of the doubt. Like, he might get, yeah, he's going to get calls, but there's plenty of times where he gets fouled and it's overlooked because he's so much stronger that he's able to just, like, power at home and the refs don't call it. 
So it's the same thing that happened with Shaq. I, I was just about to say that was that was with Shaq. Shaq used to get beat the fuck up by little dudes down low, low but since he was so so much so, bigger, so much bigger it just kind of just let the shit go or whatever. Yeah, it was it was worse with Shaq. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely worse with yeah. Shaq. But I think that's a factor too. But at the end of the day, man, it's like it's a generational thing. Like the people who are, let's say, ten years younger than us, like LeBron is their Jordan, and they're just gonna defend it like that. They like, the, like these the people I think who defend LeBron to that point of like <laughs> he's a he's a good family man or whatever the fuck. Like those people who are defending him to that degree are the people who are taking it personally because that's their generational rep. Whereas, and they probably never even saw Jordan play. And there's always something to be said for that because, for me as a, as a, I can't say a currently a diehard NBA fan, but a, a diehard NBA fan up until fairly recently, you can, you can't really judge the people you haven't seen, even as somebody like me who, who I've studied like, not studied, but I'm aware of like the numbers and accomplishments of people that I never saw play. I know what they were good at. I know what they sucked at. You know, all that kind of stuff. I'm knowledgeable of it. But at the end of the day, I never saw them play. And there's something right. to be said about seeing somebody play. And that's part of the reason why I don't I don't like the debate and I don't want to get into it. But the reason that um, I put Jordan above LeBron has nothing to do with stats, championships, you know, how many times they won series or lost series or records or any of that kind of stuff. None of that stuff. It's just about the fact that watching Jordan play versus watching LeBron play, like, you can see all the the talent that LeBron has and, like, his ability to just be, like, so much better than everybody else. But there there's, a, there's an aspect of watching Jordan play that you can't really verbalize that... Watching him play, it's like you know, you could always watch it and know he's it, he's about to take over, and it's it. That's it. And like I feel like LeBron still he does it, but I don't think he I don't think he has it as like second nature. Like I feel like Jordan could just turn that switch on and be like, okay, well enough fucking around with y'all. I'm about to win this game, and, and, and just go off and just watch him just like completely take over. I guess I don't, I don't, and, I don't he ne- and he doesn't have the the size and strength that LeBron had either. I don't so it was more of a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't know why it, it's it's such a bad thing if LeBron goes down as the number two player. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand it. Like, I mean I how many I don't know what the NBA was started with in the, I don't know what year just for sake of argument 40s or whatever how many players have played between 1940 just say somebody may correct me on this shit just say the beginning when it started Bet- between the, the time the NBA started in 2018 shit it's been tens of thousands of people who've played in the NBA and second isn't good enough <laughs> like come on man second second there's hundreds of NBA players right now. He's currently the best player in the NBA by right far. now, by far. No one near near it. And he's easily the best of this generation. Oh yeah, absolutely. But to be second all time is like a bad thing. Like, come on, man. It's this one Facebook friend I got. I don't even, and I don't even realize. I really know the dude, know the dude or whatever. But he's he's a uh, like a LeBron stand, and like he posted this. 
it's this one meme stat or something that has LeBron and it has his stats for the first two games of what of this series. Oh, okay, so it's like he I think he's scoring like forty a game or whatever the stats, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Nigga, they 0-2. Like, what is this supposed to mean? That just means that he's fucking busting his ass to, for a losing effort. Mm-hmm. And he may not fucking win the fucking title. Like, I don't know. I On both sides, I mean, I don't see, I don't feel the need to, to hate the guy. But I'm like, just be serious, man. The guy, the guy is busting his ass. He doesn't have a team. And he's losing. I can see if he didn't have a team and he's up 2-0 and his stats or whatever... That that's a more plausible argument, I guess. But I don't know. I I just uh, you know number two isn't a bad fucking thing, man. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it is just generational. Like it, they, these are the, there are people who LeBron is just the guy for their generation, and they're just gonna stand for him no matter what. And for me, like I respected as a as a fan the players who I felt took you know standard. NBA gifts and excelled. Whereas I feel like I do feel like LeBron has the advantage of just being like a, a completely different specimen than everybody else he plays with. Which was my, also my knock against Shaq. I'm like, yeah, Shaq's numbers are bananas. Shaq's championships, he got them. Like Shaq killed it. But at the end of the day, Shaq was just way bigger and way stronger than everybody else. You could dunk the ball into him under the rim, and he's going to dunk on you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And watching LeBron is the same way. It's like he's just so much bigger and stronger than everybody else that you can get get him the ball, and he's just going to do what he wants to do. Whereas like a guy like Jordan, Jordan wasn't built any different than any other players he played with. Neither was Kobe. But they just had this insane talent slash I'm not, I, 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 when I say work ethic, that's not to like decry LeBron's work ethic, but like they're the, they're those ones that that are known for like being the first in the gym and putting up a bazillion shots, even though they have a insane shooting percentage because a forty eight percent field goal percentage just might not be good enough. Why am I only shooting forty eight percent when I could be shooting fifty three percent? You know, like right. and they just <coughs> just are so talented and I just at the end of the day I can't compare as someone who watched both players there was just something about watching Jordan play where it's just like I can't believe what I'm seeing whereas I can believe it with LeBron because he's he's bigger and stronger than everybody else and oh no it's it not knock, it, but it's just it, like you know, it seems like it's good. a I don't see you, you I mean I understand you're saying it's not a knock but it seems like a I guess a Unfair, not because it's like it's not like he on on steroids or some shit. He's just bigger, you know what I mean. So, but it's I don't know. It's 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 a weird weird dynamic. But I, I mean, I know you're you know to your point earlier as far as uh, stats aside, just seeing Jordan play amongst them and 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 so forth. You know that you know that's kind of your barometer of. Of him being a better player, but I know I mean at some point someone's going to have to put the stats up and say you know statistically who was the better player. You know what I mean? And I think and I I don't personally buy into that. Like I, you could show me stats all day, and I'm still going to look at. I watched both these players play in their prime, and there was just something about watching this one player 
that showed me a level of unstoppableness that was just not <coughs> comparable. And as like as somebody who is completely devoid of any kind of emotion toward the situation, I don't like all three of them. So I have no reason to play favorites. Right. But right. at the end of the day, th- there was something that I saw watching Jordan play in his prime that I have never seen, and the closest I've seen to it was Kobe. It, like, and it's just that's just what it is, and you know I'm, that's not to say that I think that Jordan is better per se. It's more just what I saw out of Jordan was more uh, just more impactful to me, and that's as, as somebody who has watched all of them play in their prime and. There's no way to really quantify that. I think of Jordan. It's the same thing. With, I'm sorry. It's the same thing with like Reggie Miller. Like when people talk about like um, players who are like clutch, they mention like however many other players, right? But there was something about watching Reggie Miller play where it was like I, I used the analogy for years and years and years, even after he was retired, where teams would be down by you know 12 points with. One minute left, and I'd be like, "Yeah, they're fucked because they don't have Reggie Miller." Like you, but you could be down by you could be up on the paces by twelve with one minute left, and still be like, "I don't know about this." <laughs> he could bang in four threes real fucking fast because that's just what he does in the clutch. And you know, it, it's just there's something that you can't really you can't really quantify the feeling of what a player is going to do and have them consistently come through with that expectation. And I think that you can't... It's tough for players who LeBron is the face of their generation who likely didn't see players before him play. Just like for somebody older than us who might have seen, say, you know, you know, Jerry West or Elgin Baylor or Bill Russell. Like, right. I'm fully aware of what those guys did, but I never saw them live. And there might be something... There might be somebody who's like... You know, I watched Jerry West in his prime, and I watched Michael Jordan in his prime, and there was just something about Jerry West that, you know, you right, just can't, right. you can't quantify. And that's how I feel about Jordan. Yeah. And even after seeing multiple generations after him. Yeah, it's funny. Just, just kind of glancing at watching the game now, watching LeBron play, and just want, and you, you know, you get those thoughts of what if, what would have Jordan done in this situation, stuff like that. And I think the thing that's probably going to kill, uh, I'm going to say kill, but his legacy wouldn't be as much uh, as great as like a Jordan and stuff. I think his 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 unselfishness is to a fault. Like LeBron's Jordan was Jordan's? Uh, LeBron's. Oh, okay. Like. He knew he was the number one guy. He's not bailing out on a pass, on a fuck ass pass, man. He's taking to the hole. He's doing whatever, and so in those instances, I definitely, definitely agree. When you're um, a player that good, like LeBron, it's it's a lose lose situation for you. Mm-hmm. If you take the shots, you're a ball hog. If you pass the ball, you should have took the shot. It's, it's my thing is if it's gonna be it's gonna, gonna be the bad, it's gonna be the lose lose. Take that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. it, they gonna hate you anyway. <laughs> Fuck it, and, might as well and that's, what ha- and that's what would happen with those players. Like they would take that shot. If they missed it, they would be like, "It's on me." I I took the shot. I thought I had it. I didn't make it. It's my fault. We should have won. It's on me. And 
that that would be something you would hear Michael Jordan say when that motherfucker had 54 points and all the rest of the Bulls had eight. <laughs> right. He'd be like, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I should have had 56. <laughs> you know? And this is what it was. Going back, just a small small comment. Um, my favorite, absolute favorite Reggie Miller moment was seeing him being blocked by Tayshawn. Still my favorite, <laughs> favorite moment ever. I just felt like he just knew he had so much space to make that fucking layup. And Tayshawn came out of damn near nowhere and knocked this shit out of there. Man, we are so fortunate because if, if, you, if you think about the NBA over the course of the past 30 years... There have, only, there have been a very, very, very small handful of teams that have been dominant for a, a period of time. And the Pistons are one of them. Like yeah. the, Pist- the Pistons had a time where they were they were dominant twice. The Bulls had their time, the Spurs, uh, the Heat, you know, the Warriors, the Cavs. Like, there's probably about, like, Five to seven teams. So, like, it's dope to be able to have moments like that where you can look at great piston moments. And, like, I like I will be 70 years old and be like, that block by Tayshawn is one of, like, greatest moments in Pistons history. Like, there's... there's yeah, there's just Pistons history. Yeah. NBA history. Yeah. Like, that, like people, will talk, people have talked about that as one of the greatest blocks of all time, and they still will say that. I still one of my favorite, favorite fucking moments. And that's not to discredit uh, Reggie Miller because he's definitely been one of the... Uh, he his, his time is definitely one of the better players of his generation for sure. But that block, man, was just like, oh. <laughs> and it's hard for me because I, I don't know if it's different with, like with, with football. I'm like a, I'm a far few fan of other players. Uh, you know, on other teams or like that. But basketball is a little different. I have was a fan of some some players or whatever. But I I hate it. I absolutely hate it, Reggie Miller. I absolutely hate it, Reggie. <coughs> Miller. Yeah, and I, I I have like other moments too. Like for me, when I think about that series, because to me that series was one of my um, my favorite moments as a Pistons fan because. At that point, we hadn't played in the finals in 14 years. And I'm, I'm like, I wasn't really even thinking like, oh, we might get to the finals this year. I, I don't know. I wasn't really entertaining it because it just hadn't happened. Right. They've been good, but they've been getting knocked out. I wasn't thinking, oh, we might win a championship this year. You're like, you can go into a season with a team thinking like, we're going to contend for the championship. I didn't go into that into 2004 thinking like, well, two, technically 2003, thinking like we're going to uh, win a championship this year. And that series, that block was in game two. But, like, for me, the biggest moment of that series where I think I think it was because this is when I knew, this is when it was like, oh, my God, we're actually about to play for the championship, was in the last game, there was, uh, the game was close, and we had knocked off, we had knocked down some, some big shots, and we had a a play where um, I don't remember the score. I just know it was close. We were up, but it was close. And they we inbounded. The, I don't know. What, I don't know how this happened. And I think it was because they were expecting us to inbound the ball to a good free throw shooter, mm-hmm. so they could foul that person and send them to the line. And for whatever reason, they. 
their defense was fucked up and they left Ben Wallace wide the fuck open and the inbound pass was to him like right under the basket and he dunked it. I remember that. And, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like running down the court and he jumps and like chest bumps like rip and it was like you hearing like the you know the, the work whistle that they played and the whole crowd those palaces sold out everybody screaming. I think we were up by like five or seven at this point with like very little time left, and, and it was like, oh my god, this is actually fucking happening. Like, I can't, I can't. That was my like. There was a series of plays in that game. Like there was a, a Tayshon shot, there was a rip shot, and then there was that one where it was like those were like my favorite moments because that was like the realization, like, oh my god, this is actually fucking happening. Mm-hmm. And I, and the crazy part about it was like, I was satisfied at that point. I'm like, man. We about to go to the finals and get washed, but we about to go to the finals. That was a hell of, that was a, hell of a fucking playoff run. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's like one of the most pivotal moments in my life, dog. Like I, I will never forget that because it's one thing to go into the finals thinking like to go into a season or go into the playoffs, going to the finals thinking like, man, my team got a chance. But to go in there thinking like, yeah, this is a fun run, <laughs> and to have like shit like that happen, it was it was bananas. Dog. I could talk about it all day. We have a three-hour podcast about talking about this. <laughs> what the 2004 right. playoffs meant to me as a person. People listen like, so what the fuck else y'all go talk about? Yeah, that would be it. I could talk about the 2004 playoffs for for hours, dog. Mm, mm, mm. I still don't know. I have, um, well, I can't say I have it because I don't know where it is. It's probably gone. But I had the entire Eastern Conference Finals on VHS tape. So oh, wow. I was taping it. And I... I I wish I knew where it was. I have spent the better part of the 14 years since trying to find it on eBay. Because I have the the DVD of, like, the championship DVD. And, like, I don't even care to see the finals because the niggas blew them out every fucking game. Right. But, like, if I could get that last game of the Eastern Conference Finals, I would. I, I swear to God, dog, that would be the greatest thing I ever acquired. Cause Cause that what? last fucking game, dog. I want Wouldn't that it be like so some like NBA archive or something to have that game or something God, like man, that? I have tried. And uh, granted, I haven't tried in probably a couple years, but I tried consistently for probably a good 10 years trying to find that fuck, that last game. Like, I wanted to find the whole series, but I'd be satisfied. Just, it was just the last game of the finals? Yeah. No, the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. I'd be satisfied with game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, if I could get that on like a... Not even it don't need to be a DVD. Like if I can get that on VHS and it's raggedy, I take it. Like, I, <laughs> and I would pay. And that, was, and that was a who did they play? That was the Pacers, the, the Pacers game. <coughs> no, no, that wasn't that game though. Because that was a game two, right? The block was game two, yeah. But game, if I could get game six, the one that we where we clinched it, if I could get game six, I would pay a, a disgusting amount of money for that shit. Like, and I, I, like it's one of the only things that's in my memory that's etched pretty well. Like. My memory is garbage, like, but like that shit is stuck in there. If I could get Game Six in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd pay a disgusting amount of money for that shit. I mean, I wouldn't say that to somebody who had it. Cause well, that was two thousand three, two thousand four season. Two thousand four playoffs. Yeah, a disgusting amount of money. Anywho, um, there's two minutes left in this game. <laughs> And the Warriors are up four on the road. And Curry just hit a three, so he's actually making shots again. Yeah, if if I didn't think Cleveland would get swept, but okay, they just no, they didn't tie it. They're not one. If Cleveland loses this game, I mean, it's obvious. 
it's obvious they're done. They're not going to win four in a row. Not with this supporting cast. But, yeah, how much time have we spent talking about basketball already? <laughs> a good 27 minutes. Oh, 27? Um, God damn. So, we, 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 well, the game ends in the next two, three minutes or so. So, we were, who was that? Iguodala dunked on somebody. We were, uh, we were off last week, and um, there was a homicide. Why were we off last week? Um, I couldn't record. Because? Why couldn't I record? I oh, because I was, I was doing shopping for shit for my wife's birthday party. And I had hot-ass pneumonia. <laughs> oh, so you really had pneumonia? Yeah. I was about to joke and say, like, the whooping cough or some shit. I, no, I don't no, think I you said I didn't say. I know you were sick or some shit. Yeah, well, early onset pneumonia was what I was diagnosed with. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck. I was all the way out the game, dog. And I'm still. It's it's a miracle that I have not yet coughed on this podcast. I still have a cough. (laughs) I think I've coughed. And it's like it's. And I'm smoking a cigar, and I have not coughed yet. I still have a cough. But yeah. Um. This nigga. He make. Okay. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. No, it's a hey, Kevin Durant with his nappy ass hair, like I just cleaned. Dude, he ain't seen a brush ever, and he's uh, balling out of control. Hey, they're up six. I want. I, I'm curious how many points he has. He's got at least forty. Um. The disgust on LeBron's face, dude. <laughs> he be looking so fed up, dog. It's like this is the first. He's like, look, man, man, look that look on his face, like. Dealing with these fuck boys. Um, this is the first time I've ever almost felt sorry for LeBron. I was about to say felt sorry for him. Then I remember he was from Ohio, so I, I scratched. I remember, I, 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 and then I remember he has fucking millions. So poor fucking millionaire, whatever. But I, I feel you. So I kind of averaging forty points a game, <laughs> about to get swept. About to get fucking <laughs> swept, and then going, and then potentially and get swept at home. Mm. Next game four is still in Cleveland. Nothing like watching yourself lo- watching another team celebrate a championship. And your own fucking own fucking floor. And I gotta, yeah, it's gonna be ugly. Um, but I almost, I feel you. I almost I felt bad. I no, I legit kind of felt. I was like, sort of on the on the feel bad scale. I was about an eight last game when J.R. Smith. I was game one. The JR no okay no so it was game that was game one, one with the yeah. JR Smith thing yeah so that I legit I on a, on a, on the field bad scale I was about an eight point five same I felt bad I was like that's dude KD has forty three points homeboy rebounds I think it was six I, for nine from three point land Jesus uh, I forget who shot the free throw so they could have tied it George Hill George Hill shoots the free throw he makes the first one misses the second one. Uh... Everybody's seen it. I mean, so I need to explain it. And I'm just looking at looking at uh, uh, LeBron on the side. It's just like he did the disgust, uh, <laughs> the, the pure disgust. And then when he, I had seen the video to maybe like yesterday or the day before. But the video of the, of the huddle, when it shows that he found out it was a timeout. <laughs> man, yeah, this shit's done. They're about to go down 0-3. Excuse me, but yeah. So last week we didn't record, so there was a homicide uh, of a rapper from <laughs> uh, from, from 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 Canada, and it was funny because I was listening to Baylor's uh, podcast, and this is before uh, 
story Adidon came out. Okay. And so he was just talking about how, you know, basically he, he was kind of, and it seemed like he was kind of on some old Negro Domus and shit. He was, he, his, his, the podcast was kind of, kind of predict, predicting that, that Pusha was baiting, baiting Drake with the song. Oh, wow. Or whatever. And, but only thing I did, so, and, and one thing I did disagree with his pocket, he was saying how he felt that Drake knew this was coming out or something because he, because Drake responded so fast. But I'm just like, Drake heard it the same day and responded. It was just like, fuck it or whatever. But he was basically saying that, you know, that Pusha was going to have something coming out. And, dude, when I heard that fucking song, I just I just felt like like rap was just alive, dude. Like, it was just so fucking nuts, dude. I'm just listening to it. I was over Johnny's house. And I was little Twitter, and I'm like, dog, he released a song. Find it on SoundCloud. Cause I was riding in the car with him. Oh, Dog, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, he got a kid? What the fuck? I think, <coughs> the, the crazy thing about that was the passion in it. The passion, yeah. dude. Like, it was just nasty. And, like, there's a lot of things that I think you could say about somebody else in a song that's, like, just really foul. And that has happened throughout the history of rap. But, I don't know, man. There was just something about just the way he said some of that shit, like, I'm, like it sounded like I'm disgusted with you. Like, it's like you got a kid, you don't even claim that nigga. You a deadbeat dad. Like, he, he, like he, just then he's just the, talking about the baby mama. He said something. It was one of the lines, something to the effect of, "I, I tried to clean her up for IG, but the yeah. stench is still on her." <laughs> like, oh my god, dude! Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I was I was just outdone. But what I think what's more inter- interesting about the whole beef or whatever is that you know, uh, Jay Prince basically coming to 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 Drake's you know defense or whatever. Steph Curry has nine points, and they still about to win. <laughs> Man, you know you fucked. You at home. You got LeBron James. This nigga play every minute. Steph Curry has nine points and you still about to lose. <laughs> Damn. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I, I mean it's, it's like, amazing oh stat. <laughs> he went he left when took a, now. He left when took a shit, came back. <laughs> Durant balling out of fucking control. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, we're just watching this shit tick down, yeah. <sighs> Cleveland is done. Yeah. But but yeah, but the whole Jay Prince thing comes to, and then to say that Drake has a song but won't release it, uh, Jay Prince saying how you know it was pretty much saying it was just disrespectful. Like rap beef are supposed to be respectful, dude. Like what the fuck, dude? I don't. That's the part I didn't get. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you're just protecting just the brand of of Drake or something. But I mean. Drake was doing doing fine in the fucking song. He mentioned fucking Pusha's fiance, and Pusha just said fuck it. They they interviewed him on uh, one of the one of the mini interviews because he went on like a uh, a, a interview disc tour and shit. He did like four different shows or whatever, four or five. Did you listen different. to him? Yeah, I listened to most of them. I mean, most of them kind of kind of was the same. But I think in the song he talks about uh, the dude forty. Whoever that dude is, because I think he has like MLS or something. And then he's in the song, and he says something like, uh, 
how long does he have? Tick, 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 or some shit like that. And so the the girl was who was um, on the show interview, and she like, you know, she's like, yeah, I've had a you know a person who died from this, and I know other people, you know, as an illness. She like, Dude, like, what's your feelings? And he was like, yeah, right, <laughs> basically. He was like, yeah. he's like, I have no feeling. <laughs> I was just like, shit. He said with the straightest face, I have no feeling, dude. But I mean, it, fighting isn't fighting isn't fair, dude. It's like, you know, a guy don't punch you and then say, Come on, okay, put up your dukes and let you punch me. Like, none of this none of that shit's fair. You came at a dude's girl and he fucking slaughtered you, dude. That was it. Yeah. That was fucking it. And it's been like man, I feel like it's been like a week and Drake hasn't said anything. He's not. So apparently he has a song. But won't release it. It's supposed to kill careers and shit of like Kanye and him. But that shit ain't popping. The crazy part is, is that I don't think Drake fans give a hell. They just wait no new music for him. Yeah. I think it was great for Pusha T. Um, it, it it was a hell of a pull for his album. He uh, he ended up performing. I think someone they 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 cut one of the people at like the governor's ball. So he ended up getting going there performing there. I um, randomly uh, had the crowd scream, screaming "Fuck Drake." Uh, Katie has BBs in his beard, dude. He don't even brush. He brushes nothing. He just gets up. It's just like uh, I'd be surprised if Katie showered, dog. Like a uh, fucking Martin on Pam, like BDB. Yeah, I, I'll be. He got that shit in his beard, bro. <laughs> he got taco meat in his beard, yo. Man. <sighs> but yeah, so that's. I mean. Yeah, beefs. I just don't see. I don't. I don't. I don't see how you can have a mediator or some shit like that. Like, why is there a mediator? Why is there somebody mediating that shit? Like, yeah, I, I don't. I feel like whoever. Let's just work under the assumption that Drake has a track. Why would you encourage him to not put it out? Like, cause I don't know about you, I I know Drake had no kid by no stripper, no kid by no stripper. He didn't have a deadbeat dad, like, but bro, like, and then the blackface that was on the cover, like, <coughs> oh jeez, I forgot about that. I forgot about it too. It just hit me too. Man, the blackface, and then if he was so aware about black issues, then why nobody know about this shit? No one knew about that shit. No one. There's not a soul that I've seen to say, oh yeah, I remember Drake did that in 07. Not a soul. Nobody. Not a fucking soul. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I I, I feel like you gotta. You gotta come with. So I I don't know if if you if you were Drake, and you just like what would you do? Because like if you come with something, and it's whack, there's that repercussion. And if you don't respond at all. There's that repercussion. Now, which do you choose? Now, like, I don't based know on, which is worse. Based on the situation, though, it's like, if you come with something whack, like you say, you're, you're fucked. If you don't come, you're kind of fucked anyway. But if you so-called have a son that's supposed to murder everybody, oh, why not do it? Out. You gotta do it. You gotta put that out. You gotta do it. Drake made a comment about the blackface, but didn't say nothing about the kids. So maybe it's true. And then in the song, he said something about... Drake supposed to be having some clothing line named after the kid that's supposed to be coming out called Adidine, supposedly. Um, okay. But that's probably not coming out. Who who the fuck wants that now? 
<laughs> based on a uh, bastard kid that I had that I don't I don't <laughs> want to take care of. Right. I, I I take that back. I heard that I've heard reports that he does take care of the kid and that he shows up and that he's like actually present and shit, but he just keep a secret. But that's all after this song though, right? Yeah. Have you heard about that previous? No, no. Yeah. No. I heard about it. Yeah, so it's probably not, I mean, yeah, I, I'm assuming he's probably taking care of the kid, but but damn, dude. But that I don't know, man. If it was me, and I if I had the track, I don't give a fuck. That bitch like, dropping. You, you cannot convince. You cannot. <clears throat> I cannot get hit with what Pusha hit him with. Come up with what I think is a on par or better retort, and get talked out of putting it out. Like you can't put that out. What you mean I can't put it out? Like you kidding me? I, I mean that shit out so fast. Drake not responding to to Button was just you know nobody gave a fuck about Button. Drake murdered me. He just murdered me, and that was it. Meek didn't respond and shit, which I kind of thought Meek would, but whatever. Meek didn't have that info. And then this happens. It's just like, dude. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, in other news, um, Trump uninvited the Eagles to the White House. So, if anybody who's been on the Rock forever, all of the winning teams to go to the White House to meet the president and so forth. I guess a lot of players were not planning on attending. I think it was like 10. Mm-hmm. And 10 that it, were gonna it, go. they were going to go. Yeah. And out of, uh, a, 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 out of a whole fucking... I mean, what? It's like 51 on a roster? They said there was supposed to be 81 players and staff that were supposed to go with a 1,000 fans in attendance. And the Eagles are like, yeah, can we postpone it? Because we can only get 10 people to go. <laughs> dude, Trump is such an ass cunt, dude. I swear <laughs> I hate that guy. I swear I hate him. I think the the thing about him that's annoying is like, well, the thing about him. I'm like, the one thing? Like there's one thing. But one of the things that's annoying about him is that he will make decisions and expect us to believe that his reason for the decision is what he said when there's evidence that shows that that's not what it is because he's so narcissistic that he 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 doesn't seem to realize that we see through it so it's like on his end he's like oh nobody's gonna come well i'm gonna uninvite them like you can't uninvite people who ain't coming bro right. and, like, and based on the majority not coming that's not even inviting them that's just saving 10 people a fucking flight that's the same thing he did with the warriors they were like, I, I, I'm uninviting the Warriors to the White House. They wasn't coming, nigga. Like, you can't and, uninvite people who ain't coming. And so far, uh, neither, well, the Warriors aren't going. Again. The Cavs ain't going. Well, well the Cavs ain't going to the <laughs> The Cavs ain't winning it. Right. I, I, and I started to say that. I was like, well, yeah, obviously the Cavs ain't going. But they did. They So they, they <laughs> talked. But it was LeBron who said. Yeah. We ain't going, and if the Warriors win, they ain't either. Well, they they addressed that at the beginning of the game. Okay. Um, they had Adam Silver up, and he was they Adam asked okay. they asked him about it, and he didn't. He, he just said. he kind of danced. He, I don't say he danced around it, but he was he basically said uh, it's a sad situation that it had to come to that, and that you know he respects and appreciates all of the activism that players do. So I mean, it wasn't it was PC, but it wasn't. It wasn't what I wanted to hear. Like, yeah, because the president is an asshole, fuck boy. 
That's yeah, what I would I mean, love. You're not gonna get that from the commission. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know. But you I mean, can get it. Yeah. You can get it from the players. But I got. So, uh, he said. He said enough that you know he was. He stood up for the players. So you know, I, I respected that. Yeah, but, I don't know. I've always wondered what I would be like in a position of authority like that. Not authority, but a position of um, of influence. Because, of course, right now I can sit here and be like. Yeah, if I was Adam Silver, I'd be like, "Yeah, it ain't coming because that nigga trash." Like, but, but like, I mean, you can't say like you can't really. Can you say that as NBA commissioner? Probably not. Mm, like, probably not. But I also feel like, how many of your fans are you gonna alienate by saying that he's trash and your players aren't gonna come? The NBA is like one hundred and five percent black, like, right. <laughs> which means that their fans are mostly black, and I know that from. Experience. Then why he looks like Jim Swords? Anyway, my bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think the NBA the players and NBA. Yo, that man's beard, bro. Yeah, that was that man, was a hell of a beard. Shiny. Uh, yeah. The NBA has a, a you know, I, I mean, I, there's not a, a huge majority of, of, of whites in the NBA, and I feel like they would, you know, uh, it wouldn't really matter as much as if Trump said some shit about the, fuck the NBA or whatever, whatever. It'd yeah. still be the same people watching. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, it was that was definitely uh, uh, interesting. Um, so they were interviewing some of the uh, Eagles players today, okay. asking them about uh, what the fuck was that? Asking them about their take on um, not going to the White House and so forth and. <clears throat> Um, I'm looking at looking for the tweet. Um, Malcolm, fuck, what is Malcolm's name? The guy, he's a, one of the players on on the Eagles. So basically, he didn't say shit. He put up a bunch of fucking boards of different stats and shit about sixty percent of blacks being in jail, oh. all the other shit. So he didn't say anything. He just held those up. The whole fucking time. Why they're trying to ask some questions and shit. Oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about he tweeted pictures of it. No, no, no. I'm looking for the pictures because I... I uh, excuse me. Because I, I found a tweet. Somebody showed him. So he asked him a question like, you're not going to the game. I'm going... You know, what about you're not going? And he put up one that said, you're not listening. The next one... Uh, Chris Long gave his entire year salary to educational incentives. Incentive, excuse me. Next one was Colin Kaepernick gave one million to charity. Um, another one he put up was fuck. So these are signs he put up while people were asking him. A yeah, these are signs. Person? Yes. Wow. Another one he put up. Uh, Devin McCourty. He he named a bunch of players. Lobbied the race to age. Uh, from seven to twelve, in the criminal justice, like he put up a lot of stats and things of that nature. But he's been a a, a, a advocate for for our people. <laughs> in, in short, trash is a celebrity, dot. Yeah, I, I would be. I, I would be. I would be probably loved by the ones that they matter and hated by a whole bunch. Oh man, I'm already hated by a lot of people. I think, but like, man, I would I, just make my foot be fun, make it fun. Shit. Yeah, like I'd be so trash. My sign would be like Donald Trump wants to fuck his daughter. Like <laughs> what? Why, why are you doing the most? Like, well, am I wrong? 
Yeah, and it's just it, stuff like that just makes me feel good that there are players that I really. But I was chatting about the NFL today, and I'm still like, man, I'm so, I'm, I'm so out, almost dog. there. Like, fuck this shit. I decided like 100. percent I'm out. That's right. And like, um, I hadn't said anything to my wife about it, and she mentioned like we get kind of like deals on Lions games through work, and then like she saw like a a deal to get like preseason tickets. And she mentioned, like, yeah, we can get Lions tickets for, like, I was like, honestly, I'm out. And she was like, she she mentioned, like, my stance from last season. And I'm like, my stance from last season was always, because she kind of made it sound like I said that last year but didn't follow through on it. And I'm like, I didn't say that last year. I said they wouldn't get my money last year because I was like, I'll watch, but I'm not going to, like, go to games. I'm not going to pay for merchandise, yada, yada, yada. I'm, I, I'll watch, but I'm not going to give them my money. And then I was like, I was like, after the the whole thing about they gotta you know stand for the anthem and shit. I was like, at this point, and this is what I said on the podcast two weeks ago. Like, at this point, it's like a slap in the face. Like, you know that that's a to me a direct violation. Like, we don't care what you niggas think. Like, you want to protest? We don't want to see it. Keep it in the locker room. Don't do it. I, I felt it's it's such a like. Yeah, um, we see that you want to protest for you know your rights not to get killed by the police, but we want to get this white money, so fuck you. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I can't even like at that point, it's it's conscious. Like I can't even like I don't I can't watch them with good conscience. I can't watch them watch a a league where the people in power are essentially saying fuck black people. Like at least before it was like, okay, they're kneeling. And nothing's happening. Whereas now it's an active fuck you. And I'm like, okay, well, shit. Like, I can't even get in conscience watch anymore. So, like, I, I was, like, saying, like, I think I'm out. La- like, last time we recorded two weeks ago. Like, I'm official. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, and I'm, at I'm the, not watching. Like, I'm done. And I'm at the point where I'm trying to figure out. <coughs> I'm probably not even going to play fantasy, dude. Like, I'm not, I don't, yeah, I'm not I doing don't, that either. I don't even want to participate. And, and that's one of the. And, and fantasy is one of those. Not in general. It's one of the cool things I do with some of my my my, uh, my, my cousins and stuff. And yeah. we know we all have a good time. We like last year we did a, a draft party here at my house and stuff like that. And I and I'm and I'm waiting to find out, waiting to be like you know what I might need to take my spot because I'm not participating in this shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm out. So like, I'm I'm curious. I think that this is gonna backfire on the NFL. I think the NFL looked at it like we're gonna do what Trump wants us to do. And we're going to retain our white fans who are giving us money. And I think that they think, I, I, I don't know which is right. This is just kind of like my guess. I think that the NFL thinks that ratings were down last season because players were protesting and white people didn't like it. So they didn't watch. I don't think that's the case, but I think that's what they think. So they think that if we put the kibosh on the on the protesting, that we can get our our fan base back. So you think they were mad because they thought ratings were down because of? Uh, I think they think ratings were down because of protesting, but the 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 protesting resulted in their fan base saying we don't like protesting. I think ratings were down because. Fans were like, fuck this shit. Like, like it was like the the black folks who were like, you know what? I, I don't want any parts of this. 
Well, so you know I what? It's gonna backfire on them. See, I, and it's they crazy because I, I feel I like be wrong. I, that's what I, think. I feel like the the ratings were probably down because of the opposite, and I of white folks mad because of people kneeling. No, yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah, white, but now <clears throat> I think that's what the NFL. Okay, did. I think. No, no. Actually, you you said that's what you think it is. That's what I think it is. No, I think that's what the NFL thinks it is. Okay. I don't think that's what it actually was. I think it was a decent combination of it, but I feel like I think white people bitched about it, but they were still they were in still on it. okay. I got you. Okay. So I think that yeah, yeah, I think the yeah. NFL thinks that because they complained about it, that's why the ratings were down. I don't think they stopped watching. Like, oh, this whole protest thing is affecting my ability to watch games. That shit don't got nothing to do with the games. Like that shit that shit barely even airs. Like who's watching that shit? Like nobody. Ain't nobody about to be like, oh niggas is kneeling, I'm not watching the game. Right. Like I think they saw so much complaints about it from they, the white folks that they think that's why the ratings were down. I don't think that's why the ratings were down. I think the ratings were down because people who don't fuck with the the uh the, the whole reasoning for people kneeling, like the the discrimination shit, they were like, I'm I'm out, I'm not gonna watch it. So now they're thinking that by by putting the kibosh on the on the kneeling on the field that they're going to get their fans back. But I don't think those fans are the ones that stopped watching. I think the ones that yeah, okay. watching I, I, the ones I see, that don't like I see what shit. you're saying. Yeah. So now by by stuffing it even more, I think they're going to lose even more fans. Like that's what I think. I think they're probably going to be. I think they're going to get a rude ass awake awakening. Like oh shit! Like we thought it was the white people checking out because they didn't like the protesting, but in reality. It's the people who don't support us for being fucking bigots and shit, and now we right. made it worse by by right. telling they got to stand up and shit. And it's gonna be like that because I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of that. Like people like myself, who I don't feel good about it, but people like myself who who made the who made the choice to be like, yeah, I'm still watch, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. I think those people are gonna be are from what I'm seeing. Those people are out. Like they're like, you know what? This is a kick. This is a spit in the face. Like, I'm out now. Like, I'm not gonna watch them. I think the Rays are gonna be worse this year. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping anyway. But I think that's actually what's gonna happen. And I think it's 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 gonna be ugly. I hope anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hope that you know this because, like I say, like and I even mentioned before a podcast. Like last year, I didn't even I didn't even feel you know feel bad about about watching last year just watch but I'm like this year my conscience has been weighing on me and I'm just like to know that they don't give a fuck about us that much it just just speaks volume that you're you're conceding to this whole ass president like that's the part that really really makes me mad about it like y'all really are are really taking what this asshole is saying and and implementing it into fucking fines and penalties like and I still why the fuck is the anthem in fucking sports? Why is it even in sports? Good question. Why is it even in sports, dude? Take the whole fucking shit out of sports. Let a fucking they, it has no bearing on the game. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much out for that shit though. I think it's just, I I think my cousins just won't understand. I'm just like you know what, all y'all black. <laughs> Uh, 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 the NFL don't get, and I'm not, and, and and I'm not even knocking them or whatever. Y'all make decisions on what you want to do, but <clears throat> I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, me either. Can't fuck with it. So, 
We'll see, man. I just hate it too, man, because I feel like this is going to be a good season for the Lions. And as much as a fan, I've been wanting to see the change in it. It's like, you know, there's such a bigger picture involved. And, you know, good luck to them. <laughs> so, I don't know. What else you got, man? But be prepared to watch me be fake if the Lions make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I will say... I'm definitely. I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna. If they decide, if they somehow make the playoffs, I will watch a playoff game just to see them in the playoff. I don't know if I even have to watch the whole thing, but I'm going to tune it on. I'm going to turn it on. So the niggas get a home game. <laughs> like I'm in that bitch. Buy tickets on a low low. Not checking in at the stadium and shit. <laughs> like, like, it ain't even a four square check in. Like, rolls up in here in a hoodie, like, shit, nigga, it's 85 degrees outside. Like, oh, don't worry, man. No, I'm here. You have a fucking dark, dark glasses and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, and that's just go. I swear that's going to happen. It's going to happen because I'm not supposed to be there and I want to be there now because they got a home game. <laughs> and I ain't telling nobody. No pictures. No fake book posts, none of that. I think what, what got on my, what kind of irked me about uh, the NFL last year and this year about people that boy boycotted that don't even watch sports. Like you don't even watch it anyway. Your boycott is just the same as you've been before. You don't even watch. That was one of the things that kind of irked me about people, especially last year. Like you're not even a fucking football fan. You can't. Boycotting does not exist for people who hasn't participated in it. You can't just, I'm a boycott some shit you never had interest in. It's not boycotting. You're just continuing the shit you've been doing. Like, you wasn't going to watch this season miraculously out of the blue. No. Right. You didn't like it. You didn't like it, so you don't have to watch it. But don't say you're boycotting now because of that. That's not what, that's not what boycotting is. Nah. So, yeah. Anyways. And other potential news. Um, what else I was gonna say? I um, I was at kind of a loss. I don't really. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't really want to wrap up. But I, don't <laughs> I know I was like I don't want to wrap, but I want to know dead silences and shit. And I really don't have that nothing else that's really groundbreaking to really talk about. Um. Oh, we can talk about LeBron's outfit. Cause that shit made me mad, <laughs> and I, we've talked about it a million times before. But I really think NBA players think that the weirder the weirder their outfit is, the 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 doper it is. And like I saw a post that was like trying to compare LeBron's outfit to like people who dress fashionably, like with like khaki shorts and a blazer and shit like that, and like boat shoes and shit like that, like. Oh, these people are well traveled. LeBron's just well traveled. Like he's not dressing weird. Like, dog, my nigga, this nigga had on suit pants and shorts with Jodeci boots and church socks. Like that's not the same thing. Like that seems like a failed interpretation of of and the, of, and they're trying to play it if just people are not cultured and shit and don't understand culture yeah, don't, to like that don't shit. Do that. Nah, don't do that. Like that's that's corny. Like don't make it sound like it's because we're not cultured. That this nigga looks like a fool. No, he looks like a fool because he looks like a fool. Like, not because I'm not cultured. Like, it has nothing to do with that. I'm like... I would never consider myself to be a fashionable person. I don't dress well. But I am cognizant of it. Like, I've I've been a photographer. I'm 
fully versed in GQ magazine. I've traveled. I know what looks good. And and that's the thing is like you don't have to be a fucking some fashionista to know what looks good. Like you know what looks good. When Russell Westbrook walks into the fucking arena in like fucking booty shorts with the fucking thighs cut out and fucking torn up t-shirts and carrying a fucking purse and you know all that kind of shit like it you don't need to be fuck some fucking fashion designer to know that this nigga looks like a cornball like it is what it is like the, he looks fucking weird he had a fuck that big ass fucking purse like oh that was they, somebody said like that was his duffel bag that ain't no goddamn duffel that bag that was a purse no, a like, big old oh, purse man, yeah that was no fucking duffel bag a big ass purse, and I'm like, you know, whatever your your fashion sense is, you know, do whatever. Don't cloak it as something innovative or cool or any of that shit. This shit looked tacky as fuck. He looked like seven going to fucking church and shit. Like, no, don't don't do that. And the fucking boots, it just looks so trash. And was it like, was it was it? Did he even have on the same kind of socks? I swear, one of the socks was yeah, way the different socks than us. And then he did it to the next game, and he had on gym shoes and shit. It's just, nah. I, that's, that's, hey, if that's fashion for it, I'm so, so the opposite of that. And I'm with you. I don't consider myself fashionable by no means. And, um, hell, I don't even like wearing suits. So, um, I'm damn sure not cutting the pants to wear one. Uh, right. I I fucking absolutely hate wearing suits. I would do a blazer, some jeans, but I don't even like wearing jackets. I don't like none of that shit. If I could wear t-shirts and cargo shorts, I would do that for the rest of my fucking life. Yo, speaking of that, <clears throat> excuse me. Jeans and jeans and a blazer is the official uh, uniform of the rich white man. It is, and it's been that way for a while and, too. And I can say that from personal, not experience, but personal observations, like. I work for a company that um, there are a lot of rich white men, and they all wear that shit. Jeans, nice shoes, but jeans, collared shirt tucked into the jeans, and a blazer. They all wear it. That's the official uniform of the rich white man, for sure. They used to let you wear jeans and uh, a blazer to the... Have you ever been to Bravo Bravo? Mm Mm-hmm. They well, to... I've never attended it as a guest. I photographed it. Ah, okay. So I was there, but because I was photographing it, I didn't dress to the complete dress code. I didn't go in there like a bummy, but I didn't dress like. Well, dress you were working, so yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm aware. They used to let you wear jeans and a blazer to that, and then I think people start making it way more casual. I think they really did it just to keep black folks in line. Because after that, they went to like a total dressier fucking uh, wardrobe or requirement or stuff like that. Man, that price is $160 now. I remember that price to be like $100. And not that $100 is a walk in the park, but $160. For what? For entry. For the ticket. $160. You kidding me? I kid you not. Seriously? Seriously. It used to be like $100. And At least that's a must, but it what when I photographed it, it was a hundred dollars. Yeah, one hundred and sixty dollars. Jeez. And part of that, I feel like it's I feel like raising the prices to weed people out. Yeah. Because some people, I mean, I'm obviously not gonna go, but I don't give a fuck about it no more. I've been twice, and I'm good. And I think one time, I, somebody gave me a free ticket. So. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. Um, 
and, and I'm I'm sure it's meant to keep me out, but like <laughs> I could I mean I, if I wanted to I could dress I could dress for it. You know, it's like I can't you know I yeah, have nothing I on, could, I afford yeah. it. I uh, I wouldn't pay one hundred and sixty dollars to go for it, but I could if I wanted. Right, to. I could, and I could very not. well dress for it. I very well could pay the money to go, but no, nah, I wouldn't. I don't even see the reason. I like other than the charity. What are you going for? It's just a what? It's a lit ass party. It <laughs> is, but I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that is. I could spend. I could spend a good date night and have hella fun with one hundred and sixty dollars. And I don't like being around pretentious black people. Well, that's, that's thing. definitely that part. Yeah, and that's another thing about it too. Is like, I think that, I think that black people sometimes, and this is it, it's fair, feel out of the loop with um, high class. So it's like you want to feel if you have the um, the means, and you're somebody who's you know has a good job, you make a lot of money, and and you feel like you're part of the upper class. You want to feel a part of that. And I think that something like Bravo Bravo is for that. Like, for people who feel like, you know, I want to be a part of what this high-class lifestyle is like. So I can understand the appeal for people like that. But the part of that, which is, I think there's a a desire for acceptance that's uh, included in that, that I don't have. Like, I don't feel like I need to be accepted by... Rich white people, or even rich black people, or or feel like I need to be a part of the Detroit upper class. Like I don't have a desire no, for that, no. and I feel like there's there's a there's an innate desire to be a part of that class to 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 go to that shit. Like hey, I spent one hundred sixty dollars, and I got to dress up and wear the fanciest fucking suit, and yeah, this is my opportunity to show out and and you know rub elbows with other pseudo fancy niggas who you know really ain't. I mean, it's like I I don't I probably I don't like pretentious pretentiousness in general, but it's something about black people being pretentious that really rubs me the wrong way, like yeah. totally. Like, it's not even you, dude. It's not yeah. you. And it's like, who are you? Who are you doing this for? Yeah, who who are you doing this for? Because I don't I don't I can't rock with a desire to feel accepted by the upper class. Because it's not like the upper class is looking for recruits. Like it's it they're the upper class is is gonna be who they are. That don't make you no better than anybody else to mingle with them. It might make you feel better about yourself, but what a, a problem that I don't have with myself is the desire to to feel like I'm somebody because I mingle with those people. Right. And I feel like that's Something that exists in uh, in that uh, I guess in that in that group of people who want to go to that like not exclusively like that's how everybody who goes to that feels but I feel like there's a part of that that's that's like that and I I don't at the end of the day man you and I you know we go we go to our jobs we make our money we pay our bills we take care of our families we live comfortable lives. We, you know, have lifestyles to where we're not like, you know, broken, destitute and shit. And our, our, the people who matter to us are taken care of. Like, that's all that matters, man. I'm not out here looking for acceptance from anybody. And I think that there's, 
there's a, a a portion of people who go to that that feel like that makes them better to be accepted by that class of people and that doesn't that don't mean shit to me like that's whatever man like and I'm not gonna pay $160 for that like it's not like you're gonna pay $160 and leave and now all of a sudden you're like rocking with the uh, rich white CEOs and shit like you're gonna pay you $160 you're gonna get your drinks in you're gonna get your food in you're gonna probably dance and you're gonna go home and be the same motherfucker you was before you paid the $160 just $160 less yeah yeah you're gonna be $160 broker and I probably just would've hung out in the chicken <laughs> chicken nuggets room most of the night anyway yeah. so and, and at the end of the day we can still go to Coney afterwards Yo, although I, the food I didn't catch that there really is a chicken nuggets room at least when I went there was it was yeah, yeah like, it was live like they had a dope a, DJ in there and everything yeah it, was it wasn't dope. like that wasn't like Otis making a joke like there's a broke nigga's room. Like, no, there actually is a chicken nuggets room. <laughs> and coincidentally, I remember it. And I and coincidentally I've seen a lot of the black folks in that room. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a dope event. I think I think that's the first time I tried Wolfie Reserve and didn't know what really? the fuck that was. Um, you know, the food was awesome. You know, the different samples of all the food. Enter- entertainment was cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm, the pretentious folks, I can't do it. Yeah, I cannot do it. Even if for them alone, I wouldn't go again. Although I did tell my wife we would go one year, but then we never did. I don't know if my wife is going or not. If she wants to go, we can. And I know that... I feel like I owe my wife one because I told her we would go one year. Yeah, and I know she likes that kind of thing. Like, not the kind of thing like, hey, I want to be accepted by you. But I know she likes nights out where we can dress up and have a good time and, and you know, get... You know, get drinks and food and all that kind of shit. Like, I know she like. I think she would like that kind of thing. But I just look at it in a different way because it's just, I think it's just born out of like knowing what uh, your standard Detroiter is like and and what that kind of thing means to the, to the black folks who attend it. Right. It don't, it don't mean shit to me. And it's not like for her, it's the same thing. It's just for her, it's just like a fancy ass date night, which is fine by me. You know, that, that's cool. So, I'd go in that sense, but at the same time, if I told her, like, yeah, we can go, but it's $160 a person, she'd be like, fuck that, we can stay home and watch Westworld. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, yeah. works for me. And we can get the fanciest food, we can get the fanciest drinks, and we'd be we good. Soul Food Spot on Six Mile, we good. <laughs> Which one on Six Mile? Uh, the Motor City Soul Food on Six in uh, Wyoming, I think. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. seven. Yeah, I was say seven. I'm like, it's another one? Yeah. yeah, no, seven in Wyoming. And that bitch is fire. Yeah, so. You've been there on Sunday? <sighs> Don't try. Why is Sunday? Because it's packed as fuck, dude. Oh, I was saying this to say, well, they got, two, they got two locations. They got the one on Seven Mile, and that's like Seven Mile and Myers. Seven Mile and Myers, and then they got one that's on, on Greenfield and Ten Mile. Oh, okay. I went, uh, me, my mom, and my wife, you we tried to. beers in that fridge? Yeah. Okay. I'm like fresh out of drink. And um, still like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really functioning and capable. Um, <laughs> we went to the the one on Seven Myers. The line was wrapped around that bitch. So we're like, oh, they got another location. We go to that location. The line was less, but it was people who were leaving that location beat us to the other location. Like they knew. <laughs> we just like, oh, I looked at the line. Like, oh, it's another location. Let's go try that one. Motherfuckers beat us there. You said ten in Greenfield. Yep. Is the food the same? 
from what I understand, I mean, it's the same same place. I'd be, like, I'd be kind of side eyeing the. It was good though. It was good though. It was good. It wasn't like it was like you know you go in there. It's like a bunch of white folks were there working and shit. Like okay. you know, but. It was I still want to go to the seven mile one just to see if anything was different from that one. But it was I've been there a couple of times now, so yeah, it was dope. So <clears throat> yeah. What time are we at? Uh, um, hour eleven. Okay, that's cool. Do we have any uh any other interesting topics to talk about? I don't really want to wrap up, but I also don't have anything. So no. like, nah, not really. I was I was going to tweets to see if I had anything that I wanted to talk about, but I really didn't. So um, I rather rather end than had dead space and oh, reaching well, for shit. I mean, we <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I, I I don't have any uh, particular thoughts that are unique to probably anybody else's thoughts. But <laughs> did you see that story about uh, old boy Michigan State who was fucking? Fucking a basset hound? No. Okay. So I didn't read the story about that. What was the gist of that? All I just heard it was a case of bestiality. But man, Miss- I know too. I don't know anything else. Though. I saw. I saw a thing earlier said he got out on bail or some shit like that. But I was like, man, this. <laughs> Michigan State is out here, dog. Like they got mad scandals going, and that that's the that's the top of the hill right there, man. You you got a lot of scandals going on, like the whole thing with the. The gymnastics coach and shit, but man, you got. I I think the thing that makes it funny to me if they're like, uh, yeah, Michigan State. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he is. We'll say he's a veterinarian, just for you know obvious reasons. Like, yeah, this veterinarian is out here fucking the animals. Like, oh shit. Then you got like, oh man, this veterinarian like fucking the dog. Like, oh shit, that's crazy. But the fact. That- <laughs> The fact that every article I've seen is specified this a basset hound. Like <laughs> this thing has a, a particular type of dog he likes to fuck. Like you have all like you have all those stories about like not stories but like all the things about how how guys will say they only like a certain type That's of right. woman. Like you have like the like them dark skinned black guys like Kodak Black that are like, Yeah, I only fuck with white women and because uh, black women be like this. Like, oh man, all this like black women shaming, like you you only wanna fuck White women and shit, or oh, uh, why do black men always like white women? Like, man, what about what about the motherfuckers that only like basset hounds? Like, not dogs, basset hounds. Now, now, hear me out. And <laughs> hey, what? But <laughs> justify like, look, no, 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 I, not I, not I, on I, me. And and maybe this is just a, a a funny moment of it, but. That is one of the weirdest, ugliest dogs ever. Now this should be a cute dog, you fucking. But that dog looks so like. He he's, he's got a sad look. Like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, he's apathetic. Like, <clears throat> it's it, it's easy sex, dog. Like, they ain't gonna fight back. They're just gonna sit there and look depressed. <laughs> the dog involved in the alleged act was a basset hound named Flash. <laughs> What's his name, Flash? Dog. <laughs> he couldn't get away fast enough. According to Fox Two, uh, last name was Hattie. Engaged in acts. Last name was Hattie. The guy who who did it. Oh, okay. Um, what is his name? Uh, Joseph Hattie. Um, according to Fox Two, Hattie engaged in acts with the Basset Hound between January and April. The dog is believed to have have been his pet, which the news outlet citing neighbors who confirmed that. Uh, blah, blah blah blah. He was just suspended. Uh. 
I guess there's nothing really to it other than he had he was fucking a dog, but like how does that come about? How do you know? How do they find out? I'm curious about the timeline. Like you said from what, January to April or something? Like how do they know it's happening though? <laughs> like, like, like did he documented like got that dog pussy today, January seventeenth. So it was fire. Yeah. I, journal. So this one journal entry number This one article saying Craigslist ad led investigators to Michigan State Health uh, physicist charged with BCality. Craigslist a, ad. A cryptic, <clears throat> excuse me, a cryptic Craigslist ad about restless animals led investigators to the door of the man now charged with sodomizing his basset hound. The ad said, anyone have a restless dog or or horse <laughs> that needs occupied for a while? What the fuck I does that mean? <laughs> Does he mean occupied as in like, like filling with his stuff? <laughs> yes, that's all I'm assuming. Anybody have a horse whose asshole is currently unoccupied? Dude, uh, so you look at a massive house and horses? I have a tenant between my legs who's really who's willing to pay rent. <laughs> Dude, investigators later seize a cell phone and personal computer from his home. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the, they found numerous photographs of human and animal acts, including two that authorized contended shows him having sex with dogs. So that's how they figured it out. It's the actual picture of him doing it. So not how he did do it, but he he made a fucking sex tape. Fucking Ray J. Kardashian. Dog, how do you take tape. pictures? What is it a selfie picture? Do you got a stand? What are you doing, dog? He probably had your drone and shit, and it was. Like, <laughs> How does a dog recover from that though? Like, that's probably it's why it's a basset hound. That sounds probably just like, oh fuck it, this is happening. Nothing I can do. Okay. This is unfortunate. The witness. Witness. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how to even have a witness, but I can't figure it out. Is another human or another dog? <laughs> I'm assuming human. The witness identified in court records only as a confidential informant said that. He had genital contact with the dog and reached around towards the dog's anus before the dog ran away. The court records also contain, I'm sorry, the court records contain no information indicating the informant as being charged in this. Um, blah, blah. So, you just chilling and you reach for the dog's ass and the dog dips like, no, no, no. None of that shit tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, not tonight. <laughs> I didn't use my fleet. Like, we're not, we not doing this tonight. The dog, a cell phone, and a desktop computer were seized by investigators during the search of his home in March. Michigan State Police found numerous photographs of humans and animal acts and artifacts relating to dot, 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 a known bestiality website. How do you find bestiality websites? <clears throat> Probably fairly easy. I mean, you think that's on the regular web, or that's like the dark web? Like... Hmm. I don't know. Good question. Dark web. I, no, I feel like it's probably not even on that. I mean, but... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I don't... <laughs> I'm just having a hard time so grasping. I'm <laughs> Justifiably so. Like... Curiosity... Curi- your curiosity... Curiosity or, or the dog's ass. You can't be that curious about it. So, so say you're like, 
you go on to Google, like, how do you find bestiality sites? Not to find them, but to know how. You're already in that portal already, I guess. That's that's so fucked up, dude. And then it said, a hearing is determined, a hearing is being determined to see if there's enough evidence to stand trial. I mean, shit, he did it. What? What? What's the? What? What? What else do you have to find? Like, you need like testimony. <laughs> like, are there any dogs who are willing to testify against this man? <laughs> Why is his hair so like yellow orangish? Donald Trump's on TV, and his eyebrow. You see, like around his eyes, it's like like his head is tan. Where is there? Why is there a blow up? I think this is. A joke, because we're watching. This is Fallon. Yeah, no. okay, it's Fallon. Yeah, they're joking. That's some mighty fine editing, though, because that looked real. Oh, that looked real as hell. Yeah. So, do you hear the news about the first lady being missing? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is up? It's just that she was just gone for a while. Like Dude. she wasn't showing up at shit. And it was like, where is she at? Dude, that looks like a dial there. That don't look like no fucking editing. That like a real dial that Trump's fucking. FEMA meeting. <laughs> I gotta search that. Trump FEMA, dude. That that looks like a real fucking meeting. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, you, you're probably right. I'm about to grab a bird. So, in the New York. Trying to have dead air. I'm right here. I'm nearby. No, you're fine. I mean, I guess that is a hell. That's a hell of a fucking editing because that is her. That is her next to him. But damn, that was some good ass fucking. Ed- it had me fucking stumped. Do you have a um, bottle opener? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Oh, should be. Oh, that's not it. Oh, to your oh, to your right on it. Ah, got it. Dude, that was some hell of a good editing because I swear I thought that that was actually a fucking dial. But that really is her. Okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. I mean, it w- I mean, it was a doll, but I mean, it was edited. I mean, I'm saying that was a hell of editing, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, sure. I'm looking at the real pictures online and I'm like, oh, that was her. <laughs> so. Yeah. Man, we can wrap up. We ain't got shit, shit to talk about. We've covered yeah. covered all the shit from we could. Um, so by the time we record, uh, Golden State would have won the title already. <laughs> right. There'll be a new NBA champion next time you hear us. Right. And uh, most likely we'll be back next week. Uh, if you uh, have any questions, comments, concerns, rants, you can email us at whatofthepodcast at gmail or find us on Twitter. At what up, though podcast or Michael underscore Aaron or Grumpy Otis with a zero. Until then, see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.